0: cheesing it for weeks because we're trying to find someone else who did this experience as well and maybe has a little bit of a different point of view because mine was kind of unique and you guys know that. We're talking repository today. Now, after this segment, you're going to hear from the return of Scott Scotty Hottie Garland is back for a segment, along with his son, Keegan, who's like the ultimate 12-year-old Halloween Horror Nights fan. So you're going to hear that after this segment. We'll pitch to it. But know that's coming up also. And he kind of gives his general thoughts on Horror Nights 26, as well as his son, who I think is 12 years old. So you get to hear kind of a different point of view, which is pretty fun. And uh, hear his thoughts while Scott is traveling internationally. Well, Chris isn't here either because he didn't do it, do this as well. But it's the repository, and we're talking about that. And again, welcome our best friend and your best friend. The Tim Tracker, welcome, sir. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very formal introduction, I know.
1: Right? Yeah, I'm a... everybody's best friend.
0: Man, I just wanted to to ask you your thoughts on this, because to me, it was an experience that I wasn't able to do the first time around. I was able to do it actually the day before the whole thing closed, the extra weekend. But you were one of the first people to do it, right?
1: Yeah, I think I, my group was the first public group to go through it.
0: Yeah, and for those that don't know, it was kind of marketed as this big VR experience. And that was sort of accurate. It really wasn't. I mean, the VR obviously played a part in it, but maybe we can kind of walk people through a little bit of the experience. But the first room you walked into was where you checked in. There were some things on the wall, I believe, that kind of gave you clues to what was happening. And they served you drinks, if I remember Yeah. Right. Well,
1: so the very first room where you were signing all your waivers and everything, because you have to sign waivers for this because they could touch you. Yes. And they uh, did. There was, <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of stuff on the walls and on easels that was uh, legendary truth stuff so everybody that has been involved in the halloween horror nights legendary truth aspect um they'll know a lot of the things that you can read and all the backstory. so if you're sitting there waiting for i don't know maybe like 30 minutes or 40 minutes which we didn't do uh it, we went right in but if you had to wait there was a lot of stuff to look at in there
0: yeah i did get there the, the 30 minutes ahead of time like they told me to and i uh, by the time I was done with the paperwork, was about I had about 29 minutes left. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was a pretty fast check-in process, but we did do it on a very, very, very slow day. And I did read some of that information, and I thought that was going... And, and where it was, guys, if you don't know, it was in the Blue Man Group building. It was actually, what was Nick Game Lab? So if you remember at all, where Game Lab was, I believe it was in that room. And uh, it, it definitely gave me some flashbacks and some old memories working for Nickelodeon to be back, back in there. And a little tidbit, probably the only really the only thing left of Nickelodeon you may remember is if you go to the bathrooms by the Blue Man Group, there's still the slime-tiled floors. So take a look at you that. You
1: know, when somebody told me that the very first time I heard it, I was like, man, there's going to be slime all over the place. No. It's just like green tiles on the it's ground. just
0: green tiles that kind of mix in. I mean, it's been there since like 1991. So I mean, it didn't look great when I was working there. So it doesn't still – I don't know how it hasn't been refurmed or redone. I guess just no one uses that bathroom. Uh, but, I, but I did. I just made sure it was still there and it's still there. But you you got the experience. You checked in. Now, how many people were in your group?
1: Oh, both times we had full groups. So it was uh, three groups of four, so 12 people total.
0: Yeah. See, my group was legitimately one – like there was one other guy in in my group, and that was it. Wow. And it was – so the experience – and we'll get to this point is a lot was largely one on one on sometimes three or four actors. Uh, so it was such a different thing that I felt like it, it, it didn't do it justice to me to give my review because my review was spectacular and amazing because, I mean, it, it was like having my own private event uh, and, and it was a blast. So if I remember right, the, the next room, they kind of escorted you out of that and then finally into the soundstage. Uh, which, which again, I, I was a little distracted for as I was looking up, I was like, oh yeah, I was in those rafters once and kind of, I had my moments. Uh, but for you, I mean, overall, before we even get there, I kind of want to know like overall, did you enjoy this experience?
1: I did enjoy it. Um, I did get to do it twice because I, we bought it yeah. for the first day. And then we also won a social media meetup where they, that was what their big surprise was at the end of the meetup was that we were going to do the repository so, I actually did it like back to back. We went through the repository and then we went into the park for a little bit and then we just ran back out and did it again. <laughs> um,
0: Any variance I, when you did both times? Was it was pretty much the same experience.
1: No, there was actually a huge variance. The uh, actors really played a role in it. So, the like you said, it's a one on one experience. Even though there were 12 people in our group, it was still very one on one with the actors. So, the first time that we went through, there was. This uh, like crazy doctor guy with long hair and a lab coat. And he like he was very uh, scatterbrained and he was running around and like talking to people real close and getting right in their face and like saying all kinds of like cryptic stuff to them. Right. And it was really fun. And then the second time there was this guy with a Scottish accent that wasn't as like a mad scientist. He was just like a like a historian. That was just there. Yeah,
0: I feel like I had more the second guy. I'm not sure. I don't remember it being frantic and fat. Maybe it was. I don't know. The guy had kind of had long hair as well. But so that first room, uh, and to explain it, guys, and it's very hard. It's very difficult to explain because it's not. It these aren't characters. This isn't a haunted house experience. It, it was. I mean, how would you even describe this? Especially that first room was just you and a couple actors really. And, yeah. So and they're they're fully immersed in character, and you kind of have to really play along to make this thing worth it for you
1: yeah and i think that that's one of the things that makes it more unique is that you don't really know what's going on you're just in this room and there's a guy yelling at you and there's a guard over there with a gun and all kinds of other stuff is happening and there's noises happening that was one thing that we noticed a difference between our two um our two run throughs was the first run through okay we have to back up a little bit so When there's 12 people in the group, they split you into three groups of four, and they give you a card—either a green card, a yellow card, or a red card—and that's the group that you go through. So the green, the green four people go through first, and then yellow, and then red. So on our first run through, we were red, so we were in that first room for a good like 20 minutes. Oh wow! Because they paced it out, so the first group goes through, and you have to wait till they get far enough through the maze. Until the next group goes through, and then you have to wait until they gets far enough through, and then the last group goes through. So we are the last group, and this actor that was playing the mad scientist was in there, and he was really getting into his character, and he was kind of getting in everybody's faces, and he was trying to like lead people around and show them things in the room that were different relics that had to do with uh, the legendary truth. And then there were like different cues that were that would happen, and you could sort of tell that they were cues for the actor to be like, okay this much time has passed, the next group should go through, but like a radio would turn on and he'd look over at it and is like holding the plug up in the air, like, Oh my gosh, it's not plugged in. Why is this turned on? Or, you know, a phone would ring or something like that would happen. And that I, that I really liked, I really liked that specific version of it. The second time that we went through, we were the green uh, group. And so we didn't get any of that. The guy kind of told his story about how he's been living in this warehouse that guards all the different relics from the legendary truth and that sort of stuff. And then it was like, okay, go ahead. Your first group go through now. The guard leads us on to the next room. So I could see it being a vastly different experience depending on. Which group you were in?
0: Yeah, I don't feel like I, st- I. We definitely didn't spend twenty minutes. I was the first group in for that night. Like we went like at five o'clock, maybe four thirty. It was early, and I, I, we spent time in there, but it wasn't an incredible length. It was maybe maybe half that, maybe ten minutes, and a lot of a lot of kind of question answering. When I tried to sort of interact, it was I said get mixed results, and the touching stuff starts pretty immediately though. Like that was something that I thought was maybe going to be light here or there, but as soon as we started talking to him he started touching the guard grabbed me by the shoulder and kind of threw me into the next room uh it was pretty like the touching side uh it was never uncomfortable but if you weren't anticipating if you didn't really understand what was coming and it was a problem i could see people maybe having a freak out over it but they did tell you there was like a safe word, and i forget what it was or you could just say do not touch me
1: (laughs) no you you were supposed to throw both your hands up in the air and somebody would rush in and take you out
0: okay so they told us there was like a way where they'd say you could, there, were, there was something they told us early on. If you don't want them to touch you, you could just ask them not to touch you and they won't. And I, I fully let them touch. I mean, the guard, I believe it was in one of the rooms. I asked something of the, to the effect of, you know, will the v, do I need my glasses? Do I need to take off my glasses for the VR part? And, they, and, and by the way, the VR part is very much wrapped into the story. It's not like, all right, now it's time to go into virtual reality. It was the concept that you're, he was entering another dimension or into another, another the other the other side.
1: Yeah, the VR was the portal, right? Into the the, the nether regions. Yeah, and, or we'll the... Get,
0: and we'll definitely cover that. Like, so the guy like literally walked up, like flicked me as hard as he could, really on the forehead, and I was like, "Whoa, this is not something I'm <laughs> I'm used to." And I'm too giddy in these situations. Like all of the actors, almost in every scene, unless it was one of these ones, were like, "Why are you smiling? Quit smiling!" Especially as it got <laughs> a little bit more intense. Uh, but I was just so enthralled by the entire thing i had i didn't really know what to anticipate uh and honestly i've been given very mixed reviews a lot of people i talked to you i know you mentioned that you thought the price point may have been a little high and then some people i heard that just straight up hated it and i think the fact that i went in with pretty low expectations i was actually very much not by the vr i think the vr is the weakest part but by the rest of it just blown away by it i really loved it and um maybe it was because it was one-on-one but uh, let's we'll get there so the next room after that was sort of a hallway experience, if I remember right. And then you were kind of yeah. moved into a uh, – the first sort of part where you had to kind of solve something.
1: So you walk – yeah, you walk into a hallway and the guard's like, just wait here. And then you're just sitting there in a hallway with nobody else in there. And then a guy kind of like pops out from right. behind a box and he leads you into the next room. And he's kind of like a, a patient, right. I guess.
0: Did he tell you – did he tell you he was dead? Oh no! He told me he was dead, oh. and that was something I was anticipating to have to know later on. But he said, he said something. Then he like grabbed me, like whispered to me. He goes, "What
1: they don't know is that I'm already dead."
0: And I was like, "Okay." Oh. So oh, I that, Maybe that, that was a
1: to me. Nice little bit of
0: improv, <laughs> uh, and yeah. yeah, you had to. And this is where my group, being just the two of us, we were just terrible at solving. The mystery parts of this. So this was a. I believe was it like a padlock that you had to fit, that you had to fix, and you had to know uh, what to do. There was
1: a, there was a uh, uh, a safe, a like safe. a giant yeah, safe. That's right. And you had to get a combination. And me, like trying to figure it out the first time we went through, I'm like, the the actors sitting there, like, oh, all the the numbers, the numbers are, it's on the walls, like right. it's all around me. And so you look on the walls and you see the number that is the combination. It's written everywhere on the walls, right?
0: With like but, R
1: and L. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm trying to like think of how to do a combination lock. And I'm like, oh, three numbers. Like, we need another number. But you didn't. It was only two numbers that you needed. Yeah. And I, the first time that we did it, we didn't ever get the safe open.
0: Yeah. That's happened. the Same thing here. So what happened was he was saying, you're right. Or, or he kept showing us, like, with a flashlight on the, on the, where the code was. He was like, here, here. Uh, and like, kind of would freak out and point us towards it. And then he ended – like I went there to start working on it and I wasn't going fast enough. And the other guy was like, I got it. And he jumped in because at this point there was just two of – there was two of us. And he – eventually the actor went in and he opened it up for us. <laughs> oh. and, he, and he opened it up and was like, here, I got it and figured it out. So was, like, what's interesting to me – and this is just the, how much – kind of how much variation we both had. That it was yeah. significantly different and that's – Man, that's interesting. I know that's – I mean, like people can say they have bad runs through on it through the houses and I get that totally. But I kind of thought this was pretty darn scripted. Like we were going to have – like even till before we started interview – like I started this interview with you and started talking about this. I thought we would have had very similar experiences. But what's interesting is that there's pretty big variation.
1: Yeah, and even so much as like the – when you said that the guy that was the actor that was in there went and opened up the safe for you – The first time that we did it, we never got the safe opened. A light turned on somewhere in the room, like saying, I guess, a signal to the actor saying that we ran out of time. And he he's like, oh, and it like illuminated a box that was on the table. And he like opened up the box with some special key that he had around his neck. But uh, that's where we got those those glowing cubes. Right. Which I would imagine would be very different for you because there were four of us in every group that I went through. And there's four cubes. So everybody got a cube, but there were only two of you guys?
0: Yeah, we were each given two cubes. <laughs> so it was very odd. And then uh, it, and towards the end, that even got messier, and it just got bizarre. So yes, yeah, so you're given these cubes, and then the following situation, I believe, another guard, or, or the, the patient left, I believe, for ours. And then a guard came in. I'm not sure if that's...
1: Yeah, a guard, exactly. a guard comes in and leads you into the next hallway, and then pushes you into like a laboratory room. Which I just say... A,
0: Whoever was the actress playing the, the laboratory person from us was so good. And that's like the moments where I, you know, I, I make movies and television shows for my career. I, I told you this, Tim, and I feel like the truth. I just wanted to stop them and be like, do you have like a way I can get in touch with you? Because you're amazing. And, and that's where I was getting yelled at. I got yelled at, at her. I get yelled at for, for for smiling. So I was just so happy. Like I, I don't know why. It just this whole experience. I was not expecting. For some reason, in my head, I thought it was going to be like eight, mostly VR. We we're going to be walked into a room, given a headset. It was going to be scary, and off we were going to go. Not this fully interactive experience. And man, it just it just blew me away. But we were in that room, and that's where typically they'd split you up, right?
1: No, not yet. No, no. That was that was actually the most important room. That you were supposed to pay attention in, and I didn't pay attention either run through. Right. Which was the worst, because if you pay attention in that room, she lays out some pieces of paper in a specific order that's like these colors, like red, blue, green, purple, yellow, whatever. And you're supposed to remember that order of colors all the way to the end, and that's how you solve the overall puzzle. But I kept kept trying and trying, but having to remember three things, well— you know, everybody's yelling at you is very difficult. See, I feel
0: like this would have been, this is, this is only where they lose me. I've seen this, this and I believe and we, and we can, we can jump to that point soon, but it was very unclear to me what I was supposed to be doing. Um, right. I had no idea. And when you said that, like, I didn't even know till now, that's, I knew we are supposed to remember the order, the sequence, but I thought that was something we were going to see in the VR. And right. then it just wasn't that way. And, it was so – that's where the thing got messy and I know some people that solved it and had great experiences and there a lot of people that didn't solve it. So you were given that. That was the most important room. Then what happened? You, I mean, you did it twice. So it's a little bit fresher on your brain and then was that, yeah, so that where that you
2: was, split?
1: Yeah. Next is where you got okay. split up. So then after this – well, that was one of my, my favorite scares of the whole thing is there's a guy behind her who she's like – she's uh, like scalped skin off. Uh-huh. That had, like, markings, the legendary truth, different... Uh, right. What do they call them? They call them, like, factions or something, something like, that. like that. yeah, yeah. Um, and so she had taken them all off, and she has them laid out on the table there. And he's, like, coming in and out of consciousness, and she keeps shocking him with a prod. That's rod. right, that's right. And at one point, she's yelling at you, and you're so intent on these things that are on the table. He is slunk down and crawled underneath the table, and he's, like, grabbing at your legs at this point. Uh-huh. And I thought that that was really fun. So... After that room, she pushes you off, and then you get met up with another guard who yells at you a little bit more and kind of tells you what to do with your cube and like don't don't lose your cube don't drop and all that it, other don't stuff. put yeah. it. Yeah.
0: So for and you guys, you, you were each, you were each given a cube, right? Yeah. That's how it worked. Okay. See, so what happened in mine is at that point they said you're going to be going in individually, and you, you know this is how it's going to happen, and you're going to give us. I think they gave we gave the other cubes to, or I gave my other cube to the guards and they, they kept them. And then, uh, it, it, got pretty cool. And I have to say, this is where the experience to me was, was pretty neat. When things were one-on-one, I was pretty, um, I was impressed that they even almost allowed this to happen because it was so immersive and so much, so determined that I was part of this experience that, they were able to do this for even one one person, and it worked. And it really did work up until – and this is when we got to – this is when we get to the VR, right? Mm-hmm. So we get to VR. Uh, first thing they do for me is we get into the room, and I, they're like, your glasses will be fine. Now, if you guys have seen me, you know I wear gigantic glasses. So they first put it on, and they said, no, you, you don't need your glasses. Take them off. So I took off my glasses, and they're still frantic in character. This is the only time they kind of break character because it got uncomfortable. So they pulled off my glasses, put them down. I couldn't... It was still blurry. Like, I couldn't see. And they're like, okay, is this better? No, not really. Get him his glasses. So they got me my glasses and with that, I didn't have maybe as fully, full immersive experience in VR as I as the others did because I could kind of see outside. Uh-oh. Like, I had a little bit of light and I could see what happened. And then we got into the VR and and this is honestly like... I think this experience was fantastic but the VR part just kind of did nothing for me. And that's just... I, I don't know. It, the The graphics were were not incredible. Uh, it just I don't know. You did the VR like the test run last year, right?
1: Oh, I'm not supposed to talk about that. Okay, but yes, that out. yes, yes, I did. No, you. It's fine. Yeah. The uh. So I did do the test run, and I think I could probably say this: that the graphics were worse last year. Yeah. And it was scarier when they were worse. Gotcha. Because it didn't look as CG. Like, it... I don't know, it's hard to explain. So, I could probably say this because it it happened this year. The the ending scene of the VR where all of the big shadowy figures are starting to surround you. Right. That gave me the biggest chills last year when it happened because they weren't as crisp. And it wasn't like, oh, it kind of looks like a CGI sheet thing rather than just like a shadow encompassing you. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think that it, it was... It was a lot scarier last year, and then I think the VR was a little bit confusing because they didn't explain so much that the voices that you were going to be hearing that didn't sound like a radio, like somebody talking on a radio, were spirits trying to get the cube away from you.
0: Yeah, I had no idea what I was doing in the VR. If I'm being completely (laughs) honest, I had no clue. And Now, could you guys see each other in the VR?
1: Yeah, well, sort of. There was like a uh, like a flaming skull that yeah. was the person in the room with me.
0: So they did the, – the others had that. Like the other people who were the staff, like the other cast members, whatever they call them, team members, whatever they call them, actors, they were clearly controlling the other versions of this – of what because okay. they said they took the cube away. It was supposed to be you're holding the cube, but in reality, you could kind of tell they switched it to something else. And so I could see them directing me to look at certain things. And I still had no idea. And yeah. I knew there was colors, there were skulls, but I was like, okay, I'm trying to remember the order, but this is in 360. There's nowhere it says, like, this is the first color. What, I'm looking over here, it's the, and that's where I started thinking that's where the – what order I was supposed to place it in.
1: And I was like, and okay. And that is, but it was – there was no there was no start point. That was another issue that I had.
0: Right. There was no directive of this is – I it, it totally didn't make any sense to me. The only part that I really loved – Uh, That made me laugh and I thought was just... And laugh and and jump a little bit was the bird attack. Oh, yeah. So, for you guys, when that happened, the bird attack, did they... Was it just an actor that came up to you? Because what happened when I did it was all of the actors in the room came up with feathers
1: and... Oh. Or feather dusters. See, because we we got the feather dusters, but it was one person.
0: Uh, See, I had it literally (laughs) surrounding my whole head. (laughs) Like, my whole... Like, they were going crazy. Because, I guess, because there was no reason not to. They had one person in the room. And... I could kind of see them, which was the only negative because of of the, the gap I had in my VR stuff, but that was such a little fun extra bonus that I really thought that was clever, and I liked that part of the VR, and And that's where, it felt like that was supposed to be sort of the grand finale, and to me, it was the, the weakest of the experience, was that, right. was that VR experience. The whole rest, the build-up, I thought was just fantastic. Yes, it was unclear what we were supposed to do, but the actors were spot on and were just great, and I loved it. But then the VR happened and I was a little thrown off. And then after that, you were kind of just thrown into a room with two minutes.
1: Yeah. And well, also we had some some uh, differences in our VR experience too was that in when, when we got split up both times, I think, uh, I had the feather dusters and I also had there was like wind in my room. Okay. Where like when I was on the cliff scene, there's a scene where you're on a cliff oh, that's and right. the ground starts falling out there was wind blowing at me from one direction. And then when we got back together with the group, that was because they split you up two in one room and two in another. When we got back with the two that were in the other room, they didn't have the wind. They still had the feather dusters, but they didn't have the wind.
0: I think I did have the wind now that you're mentioning it. I, that, that rings a bell. And those kind of things are what made that VR experience pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, to have those that, that actual next level of reality built in. And again, I, it, it lost me a little there, but there was some factor maybe look maybe they just didn't want it to make it too scary they understood this was a different experience and they didn't want that to be uh, where they took their risks and they took the risks dealing with uh the actors before they could touch you and mess with you but maybe i thought it was me building up to something greater it just kind of right. just kind of was what it was and then the next segment was the kind of the escape game portion of this
1: right and that was where I got confused every single time.
0: Yeah. So when, when we went in, it was just obviously the two of us. And I know if, I know that guy doesn't listen. So the guy who I had partnered with, this was that he'd never even gone to Halloween Horror Nights, and this was the first thing he had ever done. Uh, so he was very confused the entire time, and not really willing to play along as much as I would have liked him to. But whatever happened, happened. So were you each given your cube back? Is that what happened?
1: Yeah. As you're leaving the the VR room, like you're you're supposed to have been. Uh, surrounded by the the large shadowy figures and they're closing in and closing in and then the home base team pulls you out just in enough time for you to not be completely swallowed by the big yeah. black shadow figures and then all the people that were in their their bunny suits and their their goggles and their dust masks and everything are like uh scrambling to get you your cube back and shove you back out the door that's right because
0: because for us, like the cubes fell on the ground Oh jeez <laughs> no I think no that's what our characters were supposed to be like we oh, really? when, when they opened up our eyes it was because they said, don't drop the cube there was a dead act character whatever you call it laying there holding the cube oh and they're like well, should didn't
1: happen for you me should
0: have dropped the cube and then they like, grabbed his cube out of his hand and handed it back to us and we're like we don't know what's going on as if like you know the, that's how maybe that's how we exited the VR experience because it was supposed to be we dropped the cube. I, don't, I know the cube was on the ground. All the cubes were on the ground because they swept it out of my hand. And, again, maybe the, maybe it's something they know if there's less people. This is how they have to do it. And right. they handed us our cubes back. And then for you, were there also cubes that were hidden?
1: Uh, they weren't.
0: I mean, they when we hidden, walked into that. They, they were yeah, easy they were to find. But, but they were, they were cu- cubes, extra cubes.
1: Yeah, and that was one of the things is when we walked in with, four cubes to that lady doctor she's like you have uh six cubes and we're like no we only have four she's like what did you do with the other cubes and <laughs> it was just like that was just like a, a plot hole yeah i think we're they adjusted like, that by the I time know. i saw them because i don't remember <laughs> that. <laughs> and then the other cubes were magically in the end scene
0: yeah Yeah, I think they must have cut that line by the time I did it. Because you did it really (laughs) early on. You did the first, and I did pretty much the last. (laughs) So maybe I was there for the adjustment. But they threw you into a room. There was like an Olmec-looking thing. It was two minutes of trying to put the colors and the cubes back in order, I think.
1: Yeah, I think it was the order that was on the table and also the order that was in the VR. And I didn't understand which side was supposed to be which. So like if we walked into... The VR rooms two people went left, two people right. went right, and I think maybe those people saw a different color than the, pe- the people on the left saw a different color than people on the right. And then you were supposed to walk up to the altar and put them in that order, and it, it didn't work. And
0: yeah, I'd say, look, if you solved this, and I know there are many people that listen did solve it, let me know how I want to know how, like what you did, and how you knew going in what to do because I'm still unclear, and uh it ended just sort of abruptly at that point. And, and that's my only also negative, man, is that, so we failed and you failed as well. And as soon yeah. as we failed, like the two minutes was up, it, the experience was over. You, you were supposed to die, I guess. And you got blasted with some sort of, was it some sort of like fog? fog. Yeah. yeah. And then it was just like, all right, guys, here's the bar.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It was very much like a, come out the store, it's over. I was like, okay. Like you just had this amazing build up, and that's the end. Uh, but
1: well, to, and also to be fair, if you did win, the only thing that happened was the fog with a white light. Yeah. So, so uh, when you, what you do is you start to put the, the cubes in order of a specific color. And once you get the right color in the right slot, a, a red like line will start to creep its way up the altar and light up another section of it. Yeah. And a fog blast will happen if you get something right. So the more fog blasts you get, the better off you, it was. And then once you get them all, big white light, big blast of fog, lady comes in, or somebody comes in and says, "All right, here's the bar."
0: Right. So either way, it's just here's the bar. And the ending was a little anticlimactic. Like it was a cool thing. I really loved the whole experience. They gave me a, st- you get a sticker, right? And you get a sticker, a different sticker. I think maybe if you had solved it. Um, oh
1: yeah, I got a, I got a legendary truth sticker. I did too.
0: And I believe you do get a different, maybe different color sticker.
1: If you had I think I got a red one. I Maybe think, there's a green one if you solve it. Yeah, I
0: think I got a red one also. And I was team purple, or I think, on my lanyard. And you did get a free, to, to justify the price, you did get to keep your lanyard. Yeah. And uh, a little ID card, kind of like a little backstage pass. Um, and then they led you to a bar with a TV and a place to hang. And for us, it was, all right, we'll come get you. It was five. It was like 515. They're like, once Horror Nights begins, we'll let you in. I was like, well, that's like an hour. For me, because oh, it was like five twenty at this point, and I actually had, had dining reservations somewhere else, and they were very nice. They escorted me out uh, to City Walk, but it was a little bit like, all right, so I'm just supposed to hang here and buy drinks in a non air conditioned area for an hour. um All right, I wish I knew that going in. So overall, that's then that's legit how it ended. That was it. The blast of light. All right, you're done, and and that's how the event ended. For you, oh. let's now like mm-hmm. kind of just ra- recap. Your thoughts in general, repository for people that just in case, because I mean, there's a chance this thing comes back or a version of it comes back because they brought back character Dining and, and there's talks, I know Chris said, it may not come back next year, but it may come back a year after it. Or maybe there's another version of this that's going to be coming. Uh, what are your thoughts now looking back on it?
1: Well, I also wanted to mention that uh, out in the bar area, they did have a, a walk around like patient character where you could take pictures with and interact with, which was really fun. Oh, he
0: wasn't out when I was there.
1: Oh, maybe ew, I don't know. The, they were um, very much like the the patients of Shady Brook. So they, he may have been out, but he may have just been like looking at a wall, uh, standing maybe. in a corner Maybe I wasn't in there very
0: long, so probably.
1: Um, but yeah, uh, I I don't know. I I did enjoy it. I had a good time both times that I went through. I had a blast. I really liked the uh, the actors. I really liked the interaction. I like that they were able to touch you. It wasn't like a violent touching or like there wasn't too much uh, scaring, like trying to jump out and like grab your shoulders or anything like that. It was more along the lines of like how it would look in a movie where like if you walked into to see this mad scientist and he comes over to you and he like puts his head on your shoulder and he's trying to explain how, how much like plight he's been through over the past few years, right. trying to guard this uh, archive of, of materials and, I don't know. I just, I like that part of it. The VR was anticlimactic. Um, and the last, the, the last scene where you had to solve the puzzle seemed kind of forced where it was, it almost felt like the creative team and the people that came up with this were like, oh, we've got this idea and here's what we want to do. And then here's how much it's going to cost. And the money people came in and were like, uh, you need to do a little bit more there you need something else like like my kids really like that uh that escape stuff right put some of that in there
0: yeah it, it did feel forced i would totally agree with you and i think we had the same experiences i think the actors and those those scenes were the ones that stood out huge like were, were experience i've never had now they did tell us i think before and they're like this a lot of the touching is to kind of help move you into the right direction to where you're going. And there was some of that grabbing you by the shoulder to lead you into the next room. I did have the guy flick me on the forehead. Uh, so you have to you have to be comfortable knowing that stuff could happen. To me I felt I felt the exact same ways though. I love the actors. I love those sequences. The VR and the ending. The ending I think it would be fine if I understood what I was doing. It just and if there was a better actual ending, you know, after it was over, congratulations. Or you know, there was a, the next room of the story. But instead, it just ended in a, a door open. I, that is that very escape game feel. It just kind of disconnected from me. And I would overall, I would do it again, hands down for me. I I, I know that the price point was a little high for a lot of people who didn't get to do it. And I totally understand that because look, the last night to go to Horror Nights, it was pretty cheap pretty affordable to go to horror nights cuz they it was it was i think it was only like 60 bucks something like that and right. it was 60 bucks to do repository so d- does it equal the same amount of value absolutely not but does it give you a totally different unique experience that i understand why the price points there somewhat just so it's not so it's they're able to just to, to maybe limit the amount of people that do it and man, I, I, I do it again. If it comes back next year, I'll do it again. I hope they update some things and change. Hopefully they're listening. Uh, but even if they're not, you know, the, it, if once again I go through and the game is just confusing, it doesn't make any sense, I'll be pretty disappointed. But for a first time event, I feel pretty solid about it. Like I, I, I was very happy with the experience. Now, I, again, my expectations were crazy low because many listeners told me, don't even go, don't try it, don't do it. It's a waste of time. And then experience what I did when it comes to the level of interactivity I had with the actors. I really, if you like that kind of scare and you like that kind of, I mean scare, if you just like that kind of program or, or attraction where you really are part of it, I, I couldn't recommend it enough for, for that kind of element. The price point is really determining on your your want to do it. Like you said, how long did it take you? Did it did it? I know you said certain times it took you, like that day that you were waiting in that first room 20 minutes. What was the experience? How long was that for you, the whole thing?
1: It was, yeah, it was a full, I don't know if it was 20 minutes in the first room. After I said that, I was like, "Eh, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like a good 10 or 15 minutes in that first room. And then the rest of it was another 10 or 15 minutes. So I think we got the full 30 minutes that first time through. And then the second time through, I feel like we were only in there for like maybe like 15 or 20 minutes.
0: Yeah, I think we had about a 20, 20 to twenty five minute experience, uh, and and maybe a little bit longer. They do build you up to it because they, they kind of count in that pre time and I, there are certain things I feel like could be streamlined. I, I'm glad I did it. I will say that I'm very glad I did it. I I didn't have the opportunity that first time we were, we we came down for for Horror Nights, and I hope it bring I hope they at least take what they've learned and hopefully other people have similar feelings as us to that level of interact. They could have gotten rid of the VR.
1: And given me another room with actors, and I would have been happier even. Yeah. And I think that it, it also stands to mention that this isn't necessarily for the casual Horror Nights fan. This is for more along the lines of the people that are into the Legendary Truth storyline, because that's every year that Legendary Truth comes to Horror Nights or that whatever aspect of Horror Nights is Legendary Truth right. for that year, those are the people that are going. Every night to horror nights, and they're the ones that are like, "Okay, I want a little bit more. I want a little bit more of this backstory and a little bit more of this backstory." And you know, those people that know, okay, chance is the icon. Here's the the nine houses, and then there's the people that are like, "Okay, this is why Shady Brook happened, and here's the backstory of Shady right. Brook, and here's all of the backstory of Legendary Truth, and all of these other ancillary characters that." I don't even know their names. I There is a whole different subculture in the Horror Nights community that has this rich backstory to it, which is I feel like this experience is for those individuals.
0: I'm sure they got more out of it. I mean, I'm not as, as connected to that stuff as I'd like to be, to be honest. I just have never really been able to follow everything. but. I I certainly see how you get a lot out of it. And if you didn't know what the legendary truth was going into at least I had a general idea and I'd done some of the stuff. I was pretty – it it probably would have been a little confusing. But knowing a a little bit of the backstory was fine. I would say that – now, did you go during – did you go early in the evening or late in the evening? You went like before the first group out. So that was before Horror Nights began and I did the same, right? Right. So I think for that, that would probably be the way to do it. I can't imagine – during the, sh- during the main event, being like, all right, I'm going to go over here for an hour, hour and a half, or even just the fact that going through that experience and then going back into the park feels like, I, I don't know, I feel like I probably, or later in the evening, I feel like I would have been too almost exhausted to oh, yeah. fully, like if this was 12, because they, they booked it till 1 a.m. So if this was 1 a.m. and I was walking in, I feel like I would have been not in the right mindset for this. I think it helped right. that it was early. Right. So I mean, hopefully, guys, we, we gave you a good any, – any other final thoughts on Repository? I think we mm, feel good. I feel good. No, I, I feel like yeah. we've, we've done enough. I, look, we will be the first to tell you. We probably won't be the first because, look, we're a podcast. We don't break the news. We probably we report the news more than anything. Uh, you can probably follow it over on on, uh, uh, on Chris's stuff. He, he breaks more news than I do. But you know, you'll find out if Repository comes back. If it is, I recommend it, especially if the price point stays the same or maybe drops a little bit. I recommend it. Tim, I feel like you have a similar kind of point of view. It depends on the person. Maybe it could be a little cheaper.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I still recommend it, though. Yeah, like If if you're a, a big fan of Horror Nights, I do recommend it.
0: Yeah, it kind of bummed me out knowing the group that I was with, especially that first night. And even some of the people, uh, Tim, that, that you and I have mutual friends with that decided not to do it because they heard either bad things about it or I understand if you can't afford it, but they, they maybe did it because they heard – negative reviews i feel like they missed out i really do i feel like there was an extra bit of story an extra really cool thing you could have done this year at horror nights that that you missed out on because you heard from other people yes you can trust them that it wasn't good well i I think it totally depends on on what you like and this is the kind of thing that as someone who who like i said early on works in in film and television and set designs to see how much they put in for for so few people really to that set design and to the actors and to the script was really um, an impressive thing to me. So I, I fully give it my praise. You heard my gripes about it, but overall, really fun experience. And I smiled my way through the entire thing and got yelled at plenty of times for it, but it was, it was really fun. All right. Well, Tim, well, thank you, Tim, for popping I I really we've been talking 40 minutes about Repository. That's uh, yeah. That went by pretty fast. So I appreciate you coming on here and talking to us. Next up is our buddy, Scott Garland. Going to pitch to him, Sky too Hottie. He's traveling around the world, but last week I was able to sit down and talk with him and his son, Keegan, who's 12 years old and is a Horror Nights crazy fan, just like all of us. He went to more nights than I did for sure. Went to probably very similar amount of nights, Tim, that you went. You probably saw Keegan a lot out there.
1: Yeah, yeah. We ran into him, I think, like three or four times. I know I watched Bill and Ted's with them. Not with, they were like one row behind me, but...
0: That's a that's a fun story that comes up is is watching Bill and Ted with your twelve year old son. So you can hear that <laughs> <laughs> you
1: can hear that later
0: on in the show. But here you go. Here's that segment with our buddy. Welcome him back. He's been on. He hasn't even he's been on since Horror Nights happened. <laughs> welcome, Scott Scotty to Audi Garland, back to Scare Zone. His big epic return. It's just like wrestling. Finally, it's been a little while. You've been a busy man, by Scott Garland. Scott, welcome back.
2: Hey man, how's it going?
0: It's good. And you brought somebody with you.
2: I did. The the most knowledgeable 12-year-old Halloween Horror Nights expert in the world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that would be Keegan Garland, who is how you 12, 13, 15, 20? 12, 20, 12. 20, 12. 12. And you've been going to Horror Nights now, though, for a couple years. This is not your first time.
3: This is my second year.
0: Second year. All right, Scott. And, and Scott, as a dad, I think this is an interesting point of view, because I'm not there yet, but I'll be there in about you know, eight years. What was it like for you to finally uh, take your boy?
2: Honestly, I didn't think he was going to like it because he was, up until last year, uh, absolutely terrified of um, class. And of all years, you know, they had Jack as the icon. And I, and I, really, of course. I really didn't think um, he was going to like it. So I, I think originally I only bought him a one-night ticket. And then we ended up, you know, switching over to the frequent fear for him because I didn't, I didn't want to spend the money on the whole the whole season if he wasn't going to like it, which I really didn't think he was going to. And and we went that first night, Logan, and ever since he's been completely obsessed with it. He watches YouTube videos 24-7
0: all year long. <laughs> well, yeah, I think uh, you guys actually told me, I think Keegan even told me, or told you, told me about our buddy Tim, about the Tim Tracker, who, I mean, I was familiar with somewhat, but not until you started telling me about these awesome Horror Nights videos. Keegan, what was it like for you going to Horror Nights the first time in the big year on 25 were you nervous going in and what eventually turned you into such a super fan
3: uh i was nervous when i was like going into my first house which was walking dead and i enjoyed it a lot and then i just
0: did it feel just more fun yeah than you after, thought it would after, it wasn't as scary yeah
3: like it was scary but it was also fun at the same time and then it just like got on to me <laughs>
0: And now I hear you spend yeah money of your hours researching the old the old ones before you were even born <laughs> back when back when me and your dad were going as as young men. <laughs> so, what was your favorite house this year on twenty six? Uh,
3: probably American Horror Story.
0: American Horror Story. Now, Scott, we haven't even talked to you. Scott, what was your favorite
2: house this year? I think um, I think I probably go with American Horror Story. Also, I think Halloween Two is really good. Yeah. Um, I think Walking Dead was really good this year. Um, yeah.
0: I, I think it was the scariest house. I mean, it wasn't my favorite, but I think it was, it was pretty terrifying. Yeah, I know. I, I listened uh, to you
2: guys talk, uh, you and yeah. Chris review, and, and I, you know, I have to agree with what you guys said as far as there really wasn't a bad house or, or you know, even a not-so-good house this year. I think everything was really, really good this year and really well done.
0: I agree. Keegan, do you watch American Horror Story, the show? No. See, you're like me. See, you don't watch it, but for some reason it was still your favorite. Why was it your favorite?
3: Uh, because it's just i don't know i've heard of twisty before yeah and
2: and i, I think the uh the, the set was just so yeah. so cool and you know and, and i think uh being the, th- the theme park nerd that i am um for me and i think for a lot of theme park nerds like me uh, it's not so much the rides it's it's the setting and the atmosphere and the and this this the sets and 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 just all of that that goes along with it and 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 I think that's what I look at at Horror Nights. It doesn't necessarily have to be the scariest house, but just the the work that goes into it is what what I really appreciate.
0: Yeah, I think that's the same for a lot of us. How many nights did you guys, I don't know if you know exactly, but how many nights roughly did you end up going this year? Because Keegan, I saw your picture (laughs) a lot, I feel like, at Horror Nights. And obviously there was the night that we all went, and uh, you guys had some fun as well that night. But how many nights did you guys end up going?
3: I'm pretty sure it was eight times.
2: Nice. Eight times. I know we did every Sunday except for the first Sunday. And then I think uh, Keegan and I did a one Friday. So, um, yeah, and, we, a we, and a Thursday. And a Thursday. Yeah, we, we, we definitely got our money's worth this year.
0: What did you think yeah. of Chance, guys, now that you were actually experienced it? We'll start with Keegan and then go to, to Scott. Now we're able to actually deal with Chance, see her in person as a character. Uh, I know you guys are, are, are friendly with... Uh, well, I can't say if she is chance, but the person behind the scenes. But what was it like mm-hmm. for you guys walking through and seeing seeing the character brought to life? Did you enjoy it? Did you hope for more? What'd you think?
2: I thought it was really cool. We actually did the the first time we did the house, um, we 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 went through with her, um, which was really really cool. <laughs> you know, um, that's,
0: that's kind of a surreal
2: um, experience. Yeah, it was it was cool, and I, and I thought it was really well done. And I the the you know the video that they they did outside was really cool with her in it, and uh, and uh, just. Um, the whole you know for, I'm not a big fan of the 3D houses but I thought this year was really cool yeah what do you think Hagan?
3: Uh I'm not I like the house but I'm not like a huge fan of the 3D houses but it was a good house
0: well, you said your favorite was Horror Story, so I think we can all give you some, some kudos for that because that was a lot of people's favorites. I think it one house of the year. But what about uh, what about the original houses, the non-ones? Did you like Ghost Town? Did you like... What was your favorite? Ghost Town, Chance, or Tomb of the Ancients of those uh, original houses?
3: I like Ghost Town because of the set.
0: Yeah, Ghost Town was my favorite. Scott, what do you think? What, what did you think about the original houses this year?
3: Um, I, I wasn't crazy about Tomb of the Ancients
2: at first, but it kind of grew on me. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you notice it this, but it seemed really, really dark in that house. And and our our um the way we we usually do the houses is we start down with the back houses, so it would still be really bright out. You know, we would go for opening, so it'd be five thirty, quarter quarter six when we'd go through those back houses. So I think it was that our you know we'd go into the darkness right out of the bright bright light here and. And our eyes wouldn't be adjusted yet, so it would, yeah. it was really hard to see stuff. So we started doing it later in the night, and it seemed better. Um, but I think it was uh, I, I I think that was really cool too. But I think uh, of the three origi- originals, I think I would go with Ghost Town as my as my favorite.
0: Yeah, there's definitely some mixed. I say everyone loves Ghost Town. It seems like from the set design, and everything. It was my favorite by far, uh, mainly from that. But when it comes to we and we haven't fully reviewed it. And I'm sure I will with, uh, I think maybe actually I did, we did review it last episode about Tomb, is I actually didn't do it the second time. I only went to, got to do the event twice, so I went the that night with you guys, and then I went again on uh, that extended weekend night, and I had the opportunity to do it, and I decided against it. We were just kind of running low on time, and we were, I was really taking my time that one, and that one in Exorcist, I didn't do again, and not because I didn't think they were scary. I just kind of felt like I had done them, and I didn't really need to re-experience it. What about the shows? Did you guys... Go see Bill and Ted. Did you do Academy of Villains? And Keegan, how does that, you know, how how do you like that as, as a younger man coming to this event?
3: Academy of Villains was, since me and my sister used to dance, I enjoyed the show a lot. And Bill and Ted, I just like it from like the jokes and stuff.
2: It's a little awkward sitting beside your 12-year-old at a Bill and Ted show, I must say. I I thought that actually that night we were sitting there, I was like,
3: I don't know.
0: I mean, I I went with my dad when I was 15, and I feel like it has uh, it has gotten even. Crazier, yeah, as,
2: especially when you're the, the first time we went, we were um, we were very front row in the city. I feel
0: uncomfortable sometimes with that as, <laughs> yeah. as a grown man, this is like, oh, what am I doing? Where, where yeah. am I?
2: Yeah, uh, I, I was, I felt like a really bad dad for a <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> or a really good dad, depends yeah, how you look at. Yeah, Exactly, <laughs> uh,
0: I'm sure he was fine with it. Uh, I mean, it's just excited to hear someone who's so passionate about Horror Nights, and as, as, a, as a young man, like I said. Because that's how I got into it. I got into it as a teenager, um, and that's really where my pa- And I went because I went multiple times, just like you, so many times. And so, but what that says is, 15 years from now, uh, you'll have gained a lot of weight, and you'll be talking into a microphone uh, <laughs> about horror nights with your friends. Uh, but no, man, I'm I'm thrilled that you loved it, and it's so cool to talk. Like I said, it's so cool to talk to somebody who's who's young and excited, because that gives us hope for the future. I think a lot of us get a little stuck in our own head, which is. Uh, and, and trust me, there are many times I walk around horror nights and go, oh, yeah, this thing is filled with teenagers. I was a teenager once uh, at this thing, and I kind of feel like, like an old man. But I still love it so much. But it's awesome to see sort of the next generation of fans come up. Uh, do you see a lot of people, do a lot of your friends go? Or are you kind of the exception for your age? Because I, I mean, like I said, I started going around 14, 15, but I didn't go at 11 and 12.
3: I have some of my, like, I went with one of my friends... When you guys went on the R.I.P. tour, one yeah. of, I met up with one of my friends, and we went in the Chance House together. That's
2: it. And they did Bill and Ted like seven times that night. <laughs> oh, we did it. <laughs> wonder why. <laughs> that, that's funny,
0: man. I, uh, I, that's just cool. I just I love hearing from this. And uh, you said you like the Halloween house. Any other houses that popped out for you that you really liked? Or any scare zones? We haven't even talked at all oh, about anything. Oh, I like zones.
3: Krampus.
0: You like Krampus? Yeah,
3: I really
2: like Krampus, too. You know, yeah, I mean, I, ever since they announced it, I was pretty excited about it. I thought they could do some really cool stuff. You know, I think we talked about that way back. Oh, yeah. But um, I love the Christmas-Halloween um, combination thing. So um, it was – it was. Uh, I thought it was really, really, really well done. Yeah, the
0: second time I went through it with you – or not with you. The second time I went through it, the first time I went through with you, I was like, okay, that was fun. But I don't know what happened between – either it was just the run-through I got or whatever it was, but by the time I went through it again back in early November – and I love that house. I thought it was a blast. I, I think there's some stuff in that logistically, like we talked about in the last episode, that's hard for them when it comes to that Shrek theater. But it is what it is. Now, Scott, we even talked about this, too. I talked about it with Chris is that RIP tour. How did you feel about that? Now, you guys went so many nights. And I, I think that kind of changes it. I only got to go two nights. How, how did, what did you think about the RIP tour? And, and trust me, this is I mean no response to our, our tour guide was excellent. She was great, but just as a as someone who frequently goes,
2: honestly, you know, we, we did the frequent fear pass with the with the express included in it this year, um, and I I really like that. We didn't really we really didn't wait that long for for anything, even with express. I know there were problems with it this year, and a lot of people were talking about it, but. Um, If it was, if it looked too long, we'd just come back. But as far as RIP, I I don't know. I I heard you guys talk about it and it almost kind of felt like we weren't rushed, but we couldn't really take our time either. And maybe that was our fault. I don't know if we had, if we had slowed down, but it kind of felt um, like we just, we banged them all out one right after another and then we were done.
0: Yeah, I felt know. the same way. i I, I do not not saying I'm never going to do it again. I was talking to Tim, and he said, you know, you need to go do – I'll, I'll kind of show you how to RIP tour. He kind of was saying that he the way he does it is a little bit better. So maybe we could trust him and go with him next time. But, yeah, I felt the same way. Like, there is part of the whole appeal to Horror Nights. And I think especially with you, Keegan, it's kind of like, like I said where I was as a kid, is there is that bit of f- kind of coolness to the freedom that you have to experience it. And with the RIP tour, you are kind of regimented and – it's, all right, here's the next house. Boom, boom, boom. You're done, done, done. And we were kind of all exhausted, I feel like, right. by, about halfway and, and through. I mean,
2: this might sound kind of weird, but I think maybe part of the waiting in the line is part of the experience and with the anticipation, you know. Um, that's kind of how I felt, like you didn't have any anticipation. Like when we did the um, the soundstage houses, we pretty much even even if you do those with express you have to walk all the way out and then back in. You know, so there's a little bit of time in between to digest what you saw, right. Whereas whereas with the RIP we just went from exit to entrance to the next one to the next one to the next one and it's almost kinda of like I don't know what I even just saw.
0: Right. And, and it sounds like we're you're right. It sounds like we're complaining about not having to walk through the lines, but you're right. It's something okay. about your brain My brain didn't operate the way where, you're right, especially those houses that were all next to each other, whether it was the tent houses or the south stage houses, which it was, just escorted to the next one. Where you, you, we didn't get to experience any of the line. We weren't waiting, which, again, sounds ridiculous we we're complaining about. But your mind didn't have that chance to go, oh, wow, that was amazing. Here was great. All right, let's go grab a drink. Let's chill out. Let's run to the bathroom. It was, all right, let's do this. And then it was just done. I think maybe if we did it with a smaller group too, and maybe honestly, I mean, I loved everyone we did our tour with. They're all the greatest people ever. But it was our first time meeting a lot of them. So I think it may have been just also all of us a little awkward and unsure of where to go next or who wants to do what or... You know, it, it just had that a bit of looming over it. But yeah, I, I'm not going to say I'll never do it again. But I, uh, I'll, I'll think about it next year. Now, did you guys do any of the special stuff? Did you do the repository? Did you do the dining or anything?
2: No, we didn't. We never did get to it. Uh, did, did you guys? Did you do it? I can't remember.
0: I did the repository. I didn't do dining. I did the uh, Tim did. I did the repository, and I'm going to talk about that. Well, guys, like what else? Like what? Tell me, tell me some of the other any any favorite memories, any moments that happened. I know Keegan, you once texted your dad, I think, when we were all uh, together, that the line for Express once for Walking Dead for Express was like two hours. It was
3: seventy minutes.
0: Seventy minutes for
2: the Express Pass. Yeah, that
0: mm-hmm. was that
2: man. That night was crazy, wasn't it, Logan? It was. I just remember it was pretty, walking it was through the. Rough. Uh, yeah, I remember when we walked through that wharf section. Mm-hmm. And it, we were we there, too. We could not even move through there. It
3: took us like five minutes to get through it.
2: Yeah, that must have been one of the busiest yeah. nights, I think.
0: I had to be. I mean, I was... And maybe that's also why the RIP tour just felt weird. It just was... A lot of those... Like, I think at that time, it was so busy for this character's safety. Uh, they had pulled him off the streets, from what I had heard, uh, for that mo- mo- For that one moment. But, um, guys, this is just, it's just awesome. And Keegan, thank you for for popping on and talk to us. Now, Scott, you're... Uh, as we plan for 27, as we plan for our next year, you've got a pretty crazy road trip ahead of you, so I don't know if we'll be catching up with you for the next couple of weeks. But is there anything else, any other uh, standout houses or moments for you, since it may be a little bit till we, uh, til we hear from you?
2: Yeah, not really, but I mean, you mentioned the, the, the big trip. Uh, I, leave, I leave Thursday uh, for, for almost a three-week tour, and the first stop is uh, Osaka, Japan, and you know it's in Osaka, Japan, right?
0: what i'll leave go what's in osaka japan universal studios i know you get to go do the jaws ride
2: yeah i'm hoping <laughs> i don't know if i'm i thought i was gonna have time to get there and I, looking at the itinerary right now i don't think i am i'm only in in japan for not even two days i think um and then we go to australia for i think six shows nine days something like that
0: um. Man, that's crazy. Good for you, though. My, uh, my boy, he's, he's four, and we took him to Black Friday sale because he kept saying he saw the commercial so many times, like, I want to go to the Black Friday store. So we took him, <laughs> to, uh, we took him to Kmart, as, as you do, and uh, the, the one thing he got that was a Black Friday deal was a two-for-one, and he got a, uh, a Samoa Joe action figure that came with a Finn Balor action figure for free he was very excited very he's been running around as he watched the Samoa Joe um, Nakamura fight and after that he was a big Nakamura guy but I think he, he's starting to he's starting to like Joe That's but it's tall. pretty fun it's pretty fun to see those those toys were out there and the NXT brand is out there uh, so strong during the holidays now, it's, it's really a testament to what you guys are doing. So congratulations
2: on that. Thank you. Yeah, it's really cool to be a part of. Um, and get yourself to Nashville. It's been a long time. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, it's, it's uh, we're doing a lot. And you know, We're going to do a lot more shows next year. So I'm sure we'll be wow. back.
0: Um, I can't wait. I can't wait to yeah. see you guys again. And uh, you got to get Keegan out there. I've seen video of Keegan. I've seen you doing the worm and uh, pinning some guys. So if you want to see Keegan defeat a lot of your opponents, you can find him I'm sure on YouTube and, and everywhere. How did that happen? Did you just do it one night? Did you just bring him up and, and start doing that, Scott?
2: Um well, ever since he was little, he would always yeah. to, he'd always want to come in and 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 do it at the end of the show or at the end of my match. Yeah. And then it and then it got to the point where he had to come in and do it. So and then it, <laughs> you know, it's so we always you know, we always so the crowd hung happy. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and
0: then you don't have to do it you're like yeah, okay i'm yeah, back to that
2: <laughs> funny thing is since he was little i would i would have him i'd just say hey raise your hands and i'd be standing behind him when he raised his hands i'd I'd pull his shirt up over his head and take his shirt off and i'd have him do a pose down with me and it was really cute when he was you know four five six years old and as he gets older now he's like hey dad don't take my shirt off <laughs> like, and, then, and then last weekend on um on uh, Survivor Series, Goldberg brings his he brought his <laughs> yeah, kid at that. the end, and he, he took his shirt off. <laughs> yeah. so it's just a dad thing, you know. Absolutely. So, um, oh
0: man, well, well thank you guys. I'm I'm so thrilled to talk to you. And uh, if this show sounds a little weird, guys, we're dealing with like weird internet connections, but it was a blast. Keegan, are you? So you're spending your days, I right hear, just watching uh, YouTube videos. Is there a house? That you would so like look forward to if they announced it. Is there something that you hope for 27, uh-huh. a dream house for you?
3: Conjuring.
0: Conjuring. That would be cool. That would be cool. So uh that's what, so I'm sure Mike is listening. Mike, you heard it from from the ears of Holly and Horror Nights, potentially biggest fan. Uh, you know, just just King wearing his His Horror Nights t-shirts everywhere he goes, vintage, I've seen them, looking awesome. But uh, guys, thank you so much. And Scott, go get some rest and have fun in Japan. Thanks, Logan. Thanks, Thanks for having us on. All right, that's going to do it for this week on ScareZone Halloween Horror Nights Podcast. We'll be putting shows out, like I said, throughout. We're, we're not stopping. This this show keeps going. Probably some weeks we'll do every other week. And then we, we, we weren't on the air last Friday. And as the holidays approach, there may be some. But we are not going away or going anywhere. You can make sure to check us out on our website, ScareZone.com. Shirts are available. Really helps us out if you pick them up. Those See You at Finnegan shirts are, are doing really well for us. And people like them. They're good. They're a good shirt you can wear. Not during the halloween season that didn't get you uh, as as uh as say patrick's day approaches in four or five months you're gonna want to <laughs> have, have this shirt and uh take a look we have some other great stuff going on Scarezone, get get chris's book and check out all the other things we have going on on the website and tim again thank you so much for for joining us anything you'd like to plug i know everyone knows where to find you but maybe you can you could tell them again
1: i totally just realized that i'm wearing a Scarezone shirt right now
0: like that was not planned
1: no, yeah, I'm wearing your ScareZone shirt and it's it's lovely. It's a fantastic shirt. You guys should all visit scarezone.com and get your shirts.
0: Well, take a picture of wearing it. Come on, we need we need the uh, <laughs> that. that'll be our photo for this week is you 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 uh you being our QVC salesperson for scare zone shirts. And and Tim has like the Ouija board style shirt, so uh yeah. and you can check those out again. But the Tim Tracker on all platforms. Great yeah. stuff YouTube, you guys are doing. Twitter. Yeah. You're doing great stuff right now covering a lot of the holiday stuff over at the parks. It's definitely worth checking that out. Any – for you, and and that could be – we had the Grinch on the last episode. You've done some of the holiday stuff for people that are going down to Universal this year for the holidays. Anything – any uh, can't-miss things they need to do?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean uh, if you're going to Universal, you will definitely see some familiar faces as far as uh, the characters that are around. Right. There are a lot of face characters that are very familiar to Horror Nights fans. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, some some
0: some iconic faces, some yep. uh, <laughs> some other ones, and, and people that you've heard on this show, and people we hope to have on later on in the year. But the Sue stuff is going now, the parades. I know you guys are, are out there quite a bit, and if you want, just
1: out there for Grinchmas, and we just Jen's editing the Grinchmas video as we speak.
0: So that episode's actually up now. And uh, you can take a look at that. You can, as she said, she's editing it now. But by the time you hear this, it will be, it'll be up. I'm sure. I will have watched it with my son. I'm trying to get down this weekend to take him to Grinchmas. It's looking less likely by the minute. Um, but thankfully, we really have like a Grinch show here in Nashville at the Opry, at the Opryland Hotel, and we have a Grinch breakfast. Not the same. Not what I want to experience with him. <laughs> but I think I can kind of pass it off. He knows it's Grinchmas and Universal. He actually woke up yesterday. He's like, Dad. I was like, yeah, can we go to Universal Studios today? Uh, just, uh, I so badly wanted to be like, yes, we can. Let's get a plane and get a plane ticket and go. And if it wasn't if it wasn't for work, I would have been there in art, with him. And if you guys are going to be around, make sure to um, keep your eyes peeled. You never know when you're not going to when, you, when you're going to see the Tim Tracker walking around. <laughs> All right, I we'll appreciate it. Thank you so much for uh, for popping back on once again. And that's going to do it for Scare Zone this week. As always, keep your eyes closed and your ears open, and we will see you at Finnegan's. Visit our
3: website, scarezone.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Podcast. and remember to rate and review us on iTunes. This has been a
2: production of laugh Studios. Copyright 2016.